Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TK Sports. My name is Trent. I'm Kobe. And first thing I want to talk about today was the Thunder game last Friday. Now, I know you guys listened Saturday morning, and you already knew the results of the game, but when I recorded that show, I had no idea what was going to happen, and I have to say I'm not too terribly happy. Well, you were optimistic, though, that day. Maybe that was the problem. I'm always, yeah, I'm always optimistic yeah. about okay, so, you know, I thought we'd be in the playoffs right now, but unfortunately, in the last game of the play-in, we lost to Minnesota... 95 to 120. <laughs> but at one point, it was a 29-point game. Maybe even more. I quit watching, honestly, in the fourth quarter. It was it was painful. It's like, you ever, you ever watched any sporting game, and it's like... Yeah, and you, it's your team. And, and, and your team's... Well, you watch the games where you feel great. Everything that could go right for your team is going right. You're just rolling away with that lead, and it just like feels like nothing can stop you. Because that was the Timberwolves. I was mm-hmm. not Oklahoma City. Watching that game, it's like we our offense looked scared. It's like Rudy Gobert automatically just made went lockdown. Honestly, yeah. It's like every time anybody looked to go inside and Rudy Gobert or Cat was there, they just looked scared and wanted to kicked run it, away. Kicked it out. Kicked it out, and then we weren't hitting we're our shots. Hitting, yeah. And like Shea was cold. Josh Giddy didn't score, like, scored, like, two or four points in the first half. Oh. Um, and it was it was just bad. It was bad basketball. We weren't, we were, we were passing the ball but not getting shots up. And it's just, like, nothing would go right. And it was so frustrating. Um, there was, there was one play that scared me as a Thunder fan. Rudy Gobert, shot goes up. Rudy Gobert grabs a rebound. Shea's right below him, also finding for the rebound. Well, Rudy Gobert's arm swings out and elbow kick catches Shea right in the eye. Mm. Oh, I saw that. He had like a black eye or like yeah, well, he, his eye. Well, he was out. He was down. He yeah. wasn't getting up. He came and, back, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Dog. when when they take him to the locker room and you're a fan yeah. sitting there watching the season end and then watching your best player potentially have a major injury because you don't know what happened, I was scared. But... Luckily, he uh, he came back like five minutes mm-hmm. later. I watched him walk to the scorer table. Dog. And but his eye, his his yeah. eye looked rough. It was so swollen and it looked it looked cut up. And I was thinking, I was like, this reminds me of Rocky, <laughs> first movie of Rocky. And that's what the announcer said too. They're like, this reminds us of Rocky. And so it was it was a tough game to watch. And by the time we were down by twenty nine, like <laughs> well, we we were down by like fifteen. A lot of the game, we'd bring it within 10, and then we'd get a little closer, we'd bring it within like 7, and then they just ran away They'd with run it. run away, yeah. And it's like turnovers to three-pointers. Like, every time we turn the ball over, Anthony Edwards is there to hit a three-pointer. Or, <laughs> or Mike Conley was there to hit a three-pointer. Or Carl Anthony Towns just had anything he wanted that game. He's, he had 28 points and 11 rebounds, but he had this one shot where we fouled him, and he just kind of hook-shotted it from like... There it is. 10 feet away, but, I mean, he made it, and he got fouled. So it was really hard to watch them just make everything. Yeah, there's nothing you can do at that point. Like, Kyle Anderson in the corner, and when you watch that guy shoot... It's, it, it's terrible. It does not look like he should make a make a three-pointer. Because he's, he's got the slowest... Re, uh, slowest... Re, Lease I've ever seen on a yeah, shot. It's ugly. It's so ugly. He like extends his arms up, 
and then like baby jumps and and he he makes it. It's like worse than Lonzo almost. Well, Lonzo is completely different. You know, his is to the side. You know, just chuck the ball, hope yeah. it goes in, and it worked in high school and college. But what's funny about Kyle Anderson's shot is like I was I was playing two K one day doing some challenge for the Timberwolves. Uh, and it's like you had to use Timberwolves players, and a cheap player was oh, Kyle yeah. Anderson. It was like make three pointers, and I went to shoot with him, and his shot so slow. <laughs> I had the earliest release possible, and it was horrible. And it was it was just such a tough game. Um, Shea Gilgis ended up with twenty two points, but only three assists, seven rebounds. But he shot five for nineteen. Mm. I mean, he made 12 free throws. Yeah, he got the line, probably, huh? Not until the third quarter, but there were, like, six possessions where he could just get to the line. Like, like he just drove foul, drove foul, and it was really good to see, but the 5 for 19 is horrible. Yeah, that's, that's like, rust level. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> maybe it's a thunder curse, maybe yeah. that's the thing. Uh, Josh Giddy, six points, four assists, five rebounds, two for 13. It's not going to do it. And only two free throws. And it's like, he had such a great game the game before against the Pelicans with 31 points. Like, this is what we needed was him to do that again. Lou Dort did okay. 17 points, 3 assists, 8 rebounds, 6 for 14, 4 for 8 from 3, 1 for 2 from the line. You had J-Dub with 17, 5 for 10. But it was really just, the defense just focused on stopping Josh Giddey and Shea Gilles-Alexander. And it worked. And it worked. Uh, the players we couldn't stop, all of them. All of them, yeah. But Carl Anthony Towns, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 11 for 16. Rudy Gobert, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 6 for 11. I, we, feel, like, I feel like that one sticks out to me more than Cat. Uh, yeah, you expect Cat to get 20 Kat plus. Cat should have 28. But, I mean, putting Gobert on the line for 14 shots, and he, I mean, he missed five of them, but he still made yeah. nine. yeah. Uh, Mike Conley had 14, but he only shot the ball six times. Um, what was interesting is watching Nikel Alexander Walker, which he was guarding Shea, and the fun thing about that is they're cousins. <laughs> and so that's I was seeing the that's whole cool. game like I'm like that'd be so fun like yeah. you know you grew up with with your cousin imagine like huh. in a in a postseason game you're guarding each other yeah. and it's like I always say those family reunions are gonna be awkward now. Yeah, but he had 12 points, six assists, five for ten. Uh, Anthony Edwards had 19 points with 10 rebounds. Um, Torian Prince, 2 for 5 from 3. Kyle Anderson, 11 points. 2 for 3 from 3. He should not be <laughs> making 3-pointers. It's I mean, I guess he's an NBA player. Yep. What's always interesting, interesting to me is looking at plus and minuses. Because, um, like, all Thunder starters, I mean... J-Dub, Shea, and Josh Giddy all minus 22. Uh, J-Dub minus so how do 22. they calculate that? What's so what the, that means uh, is when you're on the court, um, the other team pretty much scored 22 points. That's, yeah, like, that's not good. Like your team was down 22. Yeah, the whole with, starting lineup was... I mean, look at the minute difference. Shea, 36. Josh Giddy 30. Like yeah. Lindy Waters had 16 minutes. Isaiah Joe had 21. Lindy Waters, that's an Oklahoma State boy. Yeah, OSU. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's the first, but I know right now I think he's the only Native American uh, NBA player. Like, mm-hmm. And the Native American Museum in Oklahoma City put his jersey in there. That's sweet. And it's really cool, and it was exciting. And I know the 
Oklahoma natives love him, and every time, like I remember that first couple games he was in, everybody was loving him. Uh, but talking about plus or minus, Mike Conley plus twenty four. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember one day. I don't remember what game it was. Um, it might have been last year, or I guess two years. I don't know how you count it. When the Thunder lost to the Grizzlies, um, the score differential was. 73 points. It's pretty ridiculous. That was a tough game to watch. 152 to 79. Um, but when you look at the game, like I said, talking about plus and minuses, this one is crazy to me to look at. The the plus minus for Thunder players, you have oh. Jeremiah Robinson Earl with a minus 56. Uh, Trey Mann minus forty seven, Lou Dort minus fifty three, um, but it must feel really good when you're Santi Aldama scoring or racking in a plus fifty two. Yeah, good for him. And I remember watching the game, and it was we could not stop Why? that guy. Why yeah. did you watch that game? <laughs> that like I said, there's not much to watch in Thunder basketball yeah. the last couple of years, and yeah. at that point, it was just like I've already three quarters in. What's two more? <laughs> Um, so, so Thunder were eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, Timberwolves move on to be the eighth seed. The other play-in game was Bulls versus Heat. I watched. I don't think I watched anybody. I saw some highlights, and just the highlights make it look like it was just the Jimmy Butler show. Well, he's the cover picture right there. So he is on ESPN.com looking at the game. He's right there on the cover. <laughs> Um, but I guess he had 31 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds on 11 for 24 shooting. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I noticed, Kyle Lowry coming off the bench. I haven't been paying that close attention to the Heat this season, but I didn't realize Kyle Lowry wasn't starting. Uh, Tyler Hero, 12 points. Max Struess was the X factor. Though. So, yeah, he had 31 as well. 31, 7 three-pointers, 8 free throws. So, I mean, you're going to win when you're letting... Your role players who, you know... Score 31. They might give you the occasional 20-point game. They might give you the occasional 25. But when you're letting them score 31... Because yeah. Jimmy Buckets is going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. Bam's going to do what he's going to do. He had 17 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Like Tyler Hero, he didn't do what he was going to do. But here's Max Strauss to pick up, pick it pick up. up, mm-hmm. pick it up. Um, on, the, on the Bulls, DeRozan had 26. Uh, Vucevic had 12. Uh, but the one that stands out to me is Zach Levine with 15, shooting 6 for 21. Um, Kobe White off the bench had a good game, 14 points, 5 for 10 shooting. So it's just like, he, he, it looks like the Heat had control of the game when you look at the box score. I didn't watch the game, so I don't really know. Yeah. But it just looks like they had, they had control the entire time. So that wrapped up the play-in and set the playoffs. Um, I had said the Heat were going to be the 8th seed. So I was right there, even though I was incorrect with who they play for that uh-huh. game. Um, I also said Thunder were going to be the eight seed. That was a little too optimistic. Maybe maybe a huge bias there. And it's I, all right. And before the Timberwolves game, I was like, we do not match up well. They have, the, they have the one thing. They have the two things that we don't play well against, and that's big guys in the middle. And that's how their team They got so. that. So the NBA playoffs – Started with the Brooklyn Nets versus the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers won that game 121 to 101. And when I looked at the box score, 
All I see is Macau Bridges had his 30 points. He's played really well. Scheduled. I think after the trade, he's averaged 24 points. So that's yeah. pretty good. But Joel Embiid, 26. Tobias Harris, 21. And Harden, 23 and 13. And it's like you just have a dynamic trio. Not a duo, yeah. but that, that game, a trio. And the other thing I noticed is the Nets had five offensive rebounds, but the oh. Sixers had four. 14. Yeah, that's second chance points are just mm-hmm. those are going to win you games. And so so it's like I think after this game I think I predicted Sixers and 5, but with the way this game was played, it might just be Sixers and 4. They might just sweep them. And it's just they look good. That was game 1. Have they played again already or They they have and I'll get to I'll get to okay. game game 2. Uh, after I wrap up all the game ones, um, but it's like they look good. I'm trying to see. It's like nobody else really stands out. Cam Johnson had 18, four threes. Spencer Dinwiddie 14, but he shot five for 12. If you want to beat the Sixers, you need that other guy to step up, and you, like you want Spencer Dinwiddie to drop a 20, 20 points, or Cam Johnson to to drop 25. I mean, he had a good game, so I can't complain. Uh, you you might even want Nick Claxton to block more shots, even though he blocked three. Uh, the next game, Hawks versus Celtics. Crazy thing about this game is the Hawks were down by thirty two at one point. Mm. And so they climbed back. They climbed back. They went on a on a run. Uh, I can tell you here in a second. It was a. Oh, thirty two to twelve run. To cut the deficit down. Yeah. It's, it's in the insane. fourth. And it was down. 12 run is impressive. That's really impressive. It just sucks when you're playing from behind. Those are yeah. great when you're on top. Mm-hmm. So, out of this game, you had DeJounte Murray with 24 points, 10 for 25. Trey Young with 16 points. You're looking for 30 out of him. Yeah, you need 30 out of him. You need, you need, you need him to do a lot more. John Collins, 12. DeAndre Hunter, 11. But on the Celtics, Jason Tatum has 25. Jalen Brown has 29. Al Horford with 6 points. But the, yeah. but the the surprising guy is Derek White with 24 points. Do you know who Derek White is? Mm-mm. Derek White, he's like he's like that hustle guy for them, that defense guy, and and he scored twenty four. Again, points, when your so. blue guy scoring twenty four yeah. points, it's gonna be a gonna be a win. So the Celtics ran away with a hundred and twelve to ninety nine point win. But you look at the per per quarter scoring, and in the second quarter, Boston outscored Atlanta twenty forty five to twenty five. Yeah, there's like, your in a playoff game. What are you? Why are you letting a team score forty five in a quarter against you? And it's like the the Hawks won the second half by a lot, yep. but it doesn't matter. Those second half adjustments were just too late. They need to be first quarter adjustments. They just need pre game adjustments yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, the Knicks the Knicks Cavs game one was pretty good. I caught the end of it, and it was an entertaining game. Like I four point game. That's the best game we've seen so far. It is. It yeah. is, and it well the the Knicks. It was like the Knicks would go up by ten. And then the Cavs would would just fight back, bring it in with a couple. Then the Knicks would go back up by ten, and the Cavs. So like in the last five minutes, the Cavs were playing from behind, and it was just like it looked like it was just too little, too late, because they couldn't play defense. They'd bring it within two, and at the end, 
Jalen Brunson would come up, hit hit the game winning layup. Uh, so the Knicks won one hundred one to ninety seven. Julius Randle with nineteen, but Jalen Brunson with twenty seven. There you go. Um, Josh Hart with seventeen. He hit a really clutch three. Actually, he hurt his ankle and then came down, isoed, and hit a three in a guy's face, and that was pretty much the dagger. Um, and it's, it's it was tough to see the Cavs lose, especially Donovan Mitchell doing everything he could, dropping 30, 38, 38 yeah. on fourteen for thirty shooting. Um, and it's like Darius Garland at seventeen, Jared Allen at fourteen, but you're wanting like Isaac Okoro. He only had six points, and he shot zero for four from three. Hmm. And Evan Mobley shot four for thirteen from the field. So you're wanting a little more from those guys. Um, but the the Knicks the Knicks winning. Uh, it's good for New York. Yeah, it's good for the Knicks. And it's like I have a love hate relationship with the Knicks. My uh, my my uncle's a huge Knicks fan. Oh. I always I I always say I hate the Knicks so much that I love them because I pay attention to them. Yeah. Because it's like man, yeah. I just we all have that team. Yeah. Your rival team that you pay attention to. And it's like I went to a Knicks game last year, and it's funny. And it's also funny watching the, how dysfunctional they are and <laughs> how much they can't do anything. Um, the my favorite game from Saturday was Warriors Kings Kings playoff debut pretty much because yeah because we haven't really been alive have we were we alive when they two thousand six was our oh, last we were alive one. we were just really young yeah three year, three year, four years old four years old but it's like all the players it's De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk's playoff debut and how do they do De'Aaron Fox thirty eight points. Malik Monk, 32 points off the bench. Off the bench. Against the Warriors. Yep. And I, I predict the Warriors to go to the conference finals. Um, Steph had 30, which is scheduled. Clay had 21, five, five threes. But it's like they just couldn't do it. And I saw a clip that really impressed me about uh, Darren Fox is talking about defense. And it makes you never realize how good Steph is to hear guys talk about him. And they ask him, because De'Aaron Fox was guarding Steph the whole game. Or not the whole game, but parts of it. And he was like, do you guys remember J.R. Smith talking about Matthew Delvadoa? <laughs> saying he almost died guarding Steph in the yeah. finals. They had him in the in the ice bass right after the game. <laughs> and De'Aaron Fox was like, that stuff's real. He's like, that stuff's real. He's like, Steph Curry never stops moving. And it's it's crazy. So, so but the Kings pulled out. It was a three-point game, 126 to 123. Uh, really entertaining. I wish I would have watched it. Mm-hmm. I chose not to watch it, and I regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that more from this series is just as entertaining. Uh, for my prediction's sake, I hope the Warriors win. Yeah. <laughs> but for what I really want, I want those Kings to win. Uh, another game were Lakers-Grizzlies. Notable thing about this is John Morant gets hurt. Hurts his hand. And you hate to see it. Because that's their guy. That's that's their guy. Yeah. But Jaron Jackson Jr. drops 31. Who's debatably could be their guy as well. I mean... Jaw's not in the picture. I don't think he's offensively the guy. But, I mean, he just won Defensive Player of the Year yesterday. And dropped 31. And dropped 31 in this game. But they lost. Lakers pull out 128 to 112. Um, They couldn't stop the Lakers duo. Not... LeBron and Anthony Davis. But Austin Reeves <laughs> yeah. and Rui Hachimura. Yeah. Rui Hachimura dropped 29. 
uh, six rebounds, and Austin Reeves with 23. I mean, AD and LeBron still 22 and 21 each. And it's just, it was crazy. And it's like, when your bench guys are showing up like that, that's you love to see yeah, that as a fan. Yeah, now you got four guys scoring 20 plus. And, and, I mean, pretty much one guy scoring 30 yeah. off your bench Yeah. against the, what is that, the two seed. Uh, what's funny is they're talking about Rui Hachimura and somebody, somebody like Grizzlies was saying like, you know, like that's great and all I'm, but they're not doing that again. Um, I don't know when they, they play again tonight as in Wednesday night and I hope Rui Hachimura does it again. (laughs) Um, uh, another funny story about Rui Hachimura is he's Anthony Davis's teammate now traded mid season. But it was either this season or last season. He dunks on Anthony Davis, and they say he shows that around the locker room all the time. Oh, sure. He's walking around showing this dunk on him, yeah. and it's a it's a nasty dunk. He's fast break, driving on the right side of the basket, and just hammers it on his head. If I dunked on AD, I would be pretty proud of it too. If I dunked on anybody, I'd be you know if <laughs> I if I just dunked, I'd yeah. be pretty proud of it. No kidding. So Lakers won. Uh, Lakers are one zero. I predicted Lakers to win this series, yeah, so I don't think the Grizzlies... They're just too young, and as a Thunder fan watching a young team play against LeBron James, it doesn't go well. We then had Heat versus Bucks. Unfortunately, we saw Giannis go down with a yeah. back contusion. He I, he either got a rebound or went for a shot, but he landed on his hard. back really hard, and it hurt me to watch that. Yeah, I know they not feel good. And, and I feel bad for the guy. And so the the Heat as the eight seed are up one out against the Bucks. Jimmy Butler doing Jimmy Butler things. Thirty five points. There you go. And then He's Bam, staying hot. Bam Adebayo, twenty two points. Tyler Hero twelve. Tyler Hero breaks his hand. Mm. And he's probably I don't know how long if he's out for the postseason or not. I don't know how bad of a fracture. But I saw I saw a clip of him trying to shoot in the corner, and what it, happened? It did not go well. I mean, the good thing for the Heat, though, you just slide Cal Lowry in there, really. Yeah, I mean, but at least you have a, a guy who, you know. Do you really want a thirty-seven-year-old point guard to replace your Tyler Hero? Better than a twenty-year-old who's never done it before. Fair. Right. I wish they'd play Victor Oladipo. Like what? Happened? Yeah, I mean, he Cody yeah. Cody Zeller could still play. Udonis Haslam. That's their, that's their championship. No, that might be a little too old for me. Uh, but on the Bucks, Chris Middleton had a really good game, 33 points. Uh, and Bobby Porter's off the bench, 21, but nobody else really did much. And, I mean, they lost 117-130. to 130. And, you know, as much as it sucks to see the injuries, I think it'd be really entertaining to see a Miami Heat 8-seed upset. Yeah. Um, Especially if Giannis isn't going to be there, I mean... Yeah, and it's like, you know, like, I, I hate to say like, what's the point? <laughs> I like, <laughs> always, I always like the Heat, and it'd be nice to see them. I want to see them win without LeBron. Yeah, I want to see Jimmy Butler win a championship. We like the Heat because when we were growing up, it was the Heat, the Heatles, because it was LeBron, Bosh, and Bosh. Yeah, uh, cover of two K and two K fourteen. Yeah, the the next game was Clippers Suns. I watched a good chunk of this. Kevin Durant looks really good. I, I did watch some of this game. Um, Kawhi Leonard looks good. If I told you the Clippers won a playoff game, who do you think their savior would be at the end of a game? Well, I watched it, so I know the answer to this. I wouldn't, and I got extremely excited for him when Russ 
Devin Booker drives left hand and goes up for a layup. Probably not a great shot. Westbrook blocks it. Jumps before he goes out of bounds. Throws the ball off Devin Booker's legs. And, goes and the ball goes the other way. And that's the ball game. Yeah. And, well, I, it was a good moment for and, us. And I don't know. I saw a clip. I don't know where it was in the game. But he also blocked KD on a jumper. Mm. Um, and But I love this series because it's Kevin Durant versus Russell Westbrook. Yeah. In a playoff series. Like, we've gotten our little Kevin Durant versus Westbrook games, you know, especially when they were in Golden State and Russ was still in OKC. But, like, this is, it was fun to watch the energy. Yeah. I mean, Kawhi dropped 38, though. Kawhi's doing Kawhi things. Playing 42 minutes. Talk about load restrictions. Yeah. The Clippers are well, like... theory is that's why they do it. That's what that's what I saw. I saw Ty Lue said this is what we saved up for. That's why they do it. So uh, if they're going to do it, they better do it, right? Unfortunately, we see Paul George is out the whole series. With that, with that uh, knee injury, but Westbrook he only had nine points, eleven rebounds, uh, five offensive rebounds. So it's like if he can be a little more consistent, he shot three for nineteen. If he can make a few more shots, it's like vintage Russ. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant dropped twenty-seven points. Tory Craig dropped twenty-two. Devin Booker dropped twenty-six. Chris Paul though. Seven points. If he would have had three more points, he would have had a triple-double. He had yeah. 10 assists, 11 rebounds. You can't get mad at him for his points there when he's doing that 11 rebounds and 10 assists. As a, as a six-foot-tall guard. Yeah, someone's got to do it. So Booker's but, there to score from yeah. the guard position. I just hope the – I want the Suns to go all the way. I want to see Chris Paul win a ring. Mm-hmm. And as much as I'm not a Devin Booker fan, like I, I do not like Devin Booker. He never done anything to me, you know. Oh. He just seems so cocky and has that demeanor, and it's like I'm just not a fan. Um, but I want Chris Paul to win a ring. Oklahoma City Thunder legend. <laughs> uh, and Sunday we also had Timberwolves versus Nuggets. I caught the beginning of this one. I didn't care to watch any of it because I'm a little mad at the Timberwolves. <laughs> but the Nuggets were in complete control. Yeah, they were I was getting notifications the, the entire game. I turned it off pretty quick. It was pretty obvious how that game was going to go. Like, Anthony Edwards, 18 points as their higher, highest score. Cat mm-hmm. with 11. They, they were, were fighting for their lives. Why couldn't the Thunder stop them like this? <laughs> but 80 to 109, Denver wins. And, I mean, Jokic, 13 with 14 rebounds, 6 assists. Jamal Murray, 24. It's not that they had a lot of one guy, but they had a lot of everybody. Spread it out. They had six players in double digits, one guy over 20, but nobody scored just 10. Yeah. Aaron Gordon, 13. Nuggets look good, at least against the Timberwolves. Uh, we go to Nets-Sixers game two, and Sixers win again, 96-84. And in this case, it was the Cam Johnson show, 28 points. And like I said, at game one, if you can see Cam Johnson just take over, which he did. McCall still had 21. And McCall had 21. But Spencer Dinwiddie, 12, 5 for 14. You need him to step up. Mm-hmm. You want to you wanna win this series, you need Spencer Dinwiddie to step mm-hmm. up. That's your X factor right there. Um, but Tyrese Maxey with 33. Embiid with 20 and 19 rebounds, 7 assists. And Tobias Harris with 21. James Harden didn't even have to score much. He scored 8 points. <laughs> and they still won by 12. Yeah. And so it's just, Sixers are in control, and I think they're going to sweep. They're going to ride that out. 
Until Spencer There's Din- no reason they shouldn't. Until Spencer Dinwiddie has a humongous game, it's going to be so easy for them to just take control of the series. I mean, they're two wins away from mm-hmm. from winning. Uh, the other game, Warriors-Kings again. I saw a really funny picture from this game. This is, you know, you talk about NBA drama. You talk about yeah. just game drama. This is the game that just, like, this is the series to watch. This might be more entertaining than this year's finals, for all we know. It's like that sometimes. Where the, the games before are more exciting than, you know, the championship. Yeah. And it's not just basketball that happens. Darren Fox with 24. Sabonis with 24. Malik Monk, 18 still. Steph Curry at 28. Andrew Wiggins, 22. Clay Thompson, 21. Uh, the notable thing that's all over my Instagram feed, though, is Draymond Green gets ejected. Yeah, that was kind of a so interesting situation. According to Draymond Green, <laughs> DeMontis Sabonis is like boxed out so hard he falls. And he wrapped him up. And he grabs Draymond Green's ankles for yeah. some reason. So Draymond Green can't run. So Draymond Green kicks him. He likes. I don't even see. He like stops. Well, according him. to Draymond Green, yeah, he, you okay. know, he just he just yeah. kicks him. He just kicks him and tries <laughs> to go on and gets ejected. He's like, "Why am I getting ejected?" But when you watch the clip, <laughs> Demontis Bonus falls, and you know he might touch his ankle because he's falling and it's unintentional. Yeah. And Draymond Green just curb stomps his chest. Oh I mean, yeah, like straight on his chest, right on his sternum. And it's like they had to take Demontis Bonus out of the game, and potential injury there. And it's like, why? Why are you... Such a Draymond moment, though. Do you think Draymond Green's a dirty player? No. I saw I saw an argument online about if he's a dirty player or not. And I think about a lot of games I watch and all the flagrant fouls that get called. I think he just plays basketball a different way than a lot of people. Fair. You know, like, it's sports. It's going to happen. But I don't I don't see why he just stomps on DeMontis Sabonis. No, yeah, I mean, that's, you shouldn't do that. You should not do that. But. but Kings are up 2-0. Uh, this is the first time Steph Curry's ever been down 0-2 in a playoff series. Yeah, yeah. so the picture I was talking about is Steph after the game, post-loss, sitting on the bench. His uh, elbows are on his knees. He's got, a, he's got a towel over his head, and he's just smiling. Because he knows, like, let's go. I'm down 0-2. You know? He's like, I got work to do. It's kind of like he's kind of like man. He's like reveling in the. It almost looks like reveling in the challenge of it. It almost looks like the LeBron picture when it's it's got the got the banner on the bottom that says no team's ever overcome a three one lead and mm-hmm. he's in there with the sunglasses and the headphones. That's in. literally what it was. So it'll be uh, interesting to see what he does. It'll be it'll be interesting. So that's that's all I have for playoff games so far. Um... Right now, while recording this, Boston Atlanta are playing, the Knicks in Cleveland are playing, and the Clippers in Phoenix are playing. So I'll cover those three games next time I record. Um, so that's that's up for me for playoff basketball in terms of the games. How's baseball looking today? Well, so we are at a totally different time of year than basketball, obviously. Opening day was March 30th. It's April 18th. And it's kind of one of those seasons. And, it, you know, it's not just in baseball, but I see a lot in, like, college where your beginning of the year predictions are, aren't really coming to fruition. It's kind of a mm-hmm. weird season. 
So what I want to do is I just want to go through the divisions, pick one team, not necessarily the the team in first, not necessarily the team in last, but like teams that were surprising to me and that were eye openers for good reasons or bad reasons. I'll just go through them real quick. So we'll start in the AL East, go through all the AL teams. The Orioles, they're in third place. So you're like, wow, how is that eye-opening? Well, it's because it's the Orioles. They're, they're never in third place. They're usually in fifth place. Um, it's good to see young team. They essentially have two number one prospects. So Adley Rutschman, the catcher, was the number one prospect for two years until he got called up this year. And then they have Gunnar Henderson, who is the current number one prospect, who's also up right now. So you have those two leading. And then they really have a lineup that just hits up and down. I mean, your one guy that might not hit very well is Jorge Mateo, but he's got a good glove, so that's why he's in the lineup. One thing that can make them better is pitching. They don't really have that. That's something they're going to fight all year. What you hope is if they're in playoff contention, they try to make some moves to get some arms, but that's a later, more June-July kind of deal before the trade deadline. Um, I guess they do have the number one pitching prospect, um, in the league, and he has done all right. He got, I think he had his first start. He's been up with the team all year. Grayson Rodriguez, so essentially three number one prospects. It's really cool to see them having a little bit of success. And they're, they're kind of like an America's team, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of like a, like a Thunder in a way. I mean, I want to Kind say- of. Just that underdog. Small market. Small market underdog team that people, they have players people hope do well. Oh, exactly. Exactly. They're a Thunder comparison, but my other Thunder comparison that I was thinking of when I made this this list was the Guardians and the AL Central. They're 9-9. Nine and nine. Young, young, young team. So like the Thunder. They have three players on their roster that are over the age of 30 years old. Only three? Yeah. That's really young. And most are below 25. And isn't in baseball, like, normally you're... Uh, you can be older. I mean, you think about it, you can be older and play baseball. I just think about, like, the difference between basketball and baseball is you have all the minor league, yep. and you spend so much time there compared to in basketball. It's just like you're straight into the league. Yep. Um, overcoming some early injuries. Tristan McKenzie, he got hurt in spring training. He lost Andre Semenez in free agency. So those are some guys that have been around for a while. But just a core young team... Led by Jose Ramirez, who's one of their over 30 players, who is uh, always a perennial MVP top three, super underrated player that doesn't get the love he deserves. But I, I like the Guardians. Might be one of my favorite AL Central teams, or AL teams in general. Um, another AL West team, Houston Astros, when I talked about my predictions. They were my AL pennant winner and World Series winner prediction, and they're eight and nine right now. So last year the Astros won the World Series. The interesting thing is, they were also seven and nine through their first sixteen games last year, just like they were this year. Plenty of time. So yeah, you can't freak out if you're them. You know, you have some injuries. Jose Altuve's out, got hit in the wrist. Um, through the World Baseball Classic, broke that. Brantley's out with a shoulder. McCullers is out with an elbow. Those are like three guys when you think of the Houston Astros that come to mind. Like they've been there for four plus years, have won rings with them. Now you got guys like Jose Abreu, who they just got in free agency. 
Brian Pena, who was their prospect that came up. He plays shortstop. Kyle Tucker, who I think has a chance to win the MVP in the next four years. And Alex Bregman, another just Houston Astro. They're leading the way. I don't think it's it's time to freak out about them. They are my pick. I won't be that mad if they're bad because I don't really like them. But I I don't think I don't think it's anything to worry about if you're sadly a Houston Astros fan. Making my way to the NL, the NL East, the Phillies, who were the NL pennant leader and played the Astros in the World Series last year. Bryce Harper, seven and ten. Harper is one of my guys on my key my key list here. Harper is out. Reese Hoskins is out. Reese Hoskins tore his ACL or PCL in spring training as well. He's their guy right below Harper before Trey Turner was there. Mm-hmm. So he's out. The guy they brought in to play first base to replace Hoskins is out. So now first base is kind of a revolving door over there. Their solution to that is Harper's coming off Tommy John surgery, which means he tore his ligament in his elbow, so he can't throw. But he's on his way back. He got that replaced. They literally replace it. They take a ligament from your from your leg and put it in your arm. I mean, as a as a baseball player, I think that's kind of important to be able to throw. It's pretty common. It's pretty common, um, especially in pitchers. Not really outfielders, though. It's kind of weird for him. It'll definitely be a quicker recovery since he doesn't have to worry about pitching. Uh-huh. But the news out of them is that they're going to have Harper play first base. If there's anywhere he could go in the infield to play and be okay and get his bat in the lineup, it'd be first base. Um, I just saw a video of him taking the ground balls today. He didn't look natural. I'm going to say I mean, that. he's a right fielder. But, but he gets his bat in the lineup, and I think that'd be a good move for them. So Trey Turner rolling in to Philly, moved Bryson Stott, who was their number one prospect, over to second base. And he is kind of coming into himself. He's hitting 382. He was never really like a hit guy. Like his hit tool is not the one tool that they were looking for from him. But he's spraying the ball all around. They have five guys hitting over 300. That that should win you ball games. But when you're two aces, who would be an ace on just about any team, either of these guys, and then it'll be Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. Wheeler has an ERA of 4.79 and Nola has a 5.91. Out of your ace slash aces, that's really not what you're looking for. Those are painful numbers. Yeah, out of those guys. Yeah. Like, out of those guys, that's not what you want. Moving on to the NL Central, team I was really high on that I like, just because I like the guys on their team, St. Louis Cardinals, 7-10. and 10. Not ideal. Um, Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, last year's MVP. Nolan Gorman, high prospect that they traded for from the Angels. Nolan Arenado, they're all hitting. They're all hitting above 300. Good good OPS. Problem is, their one pitcher, who's their ace, Miles Michaelis, 8-1-0 ERA. He started four games, has only gotten a decision on one of them. He's 0-1. So when your one pitcher is doing that, it's really hard to win ball games. Adam Wainwright would be their other guy that would be well known. Um, he got hurt. He pitched in the World Baseball Classic and came out with an injury. So there's really lacking there in the starting rotation. Their bullpen is good. They have a good bullpen, but 
Your bullpen can't save you that much. You need to trade for a... That's what you would think. For a really right? good pitcher. Like yeah. Or my, two. Or if you're there, you really want to pitch... You want to trade for two, like, mid guys. Yeah. Because you need more help than... Pitcher going throw in one day. Every five days. You don't so. want to put all your marbles into one mm-hmm. game every five days. Mm-hmm. When you play 162, winning every fifth day would not be <laughs> a yeah. great start. Um, then move to the NL West, my my home, my division. I put the D backs. They are first in the NL West. NL West is pretty competitive, or it usually is. Not so much this year. Um, they have some pitchers that. Got on the injury bug, but Zach Gallon, who is their guy, luckily their ace has not gone down. Really a good force in the bump. He threw against the Dodgers last week. Had a really good game. They're just a fun team to watch. Um, really young. Hit for power, and they're so fast. Like, they just run all around the bases. It's, it's really weird because you don't see that very often nowadays in baseball. Um, more often now with the rule changes, but they're definitely taking full advantage of that. My favorite player on the Diamondbacks, Corbin Carroll. He's a rookie. I put next to his name, Rookie of the Year Watch. He's in 274 with four bombs and six homers. I hope he doesn't win Rookie of the Year because I got $30 on my guy, James Altman. But every time I watch him play, it makes me scared. I'm like, man, he, he kind of deserves it. So that was just my little wrap-up of, oh, yeah, first 20, Almost 20 days this season. How's your uh, Dodgers doing? I don't even want to talk about them. I was going to make it a point today that they're making me so frustrated that I do not want to talk about them. I was uh, I was watching the Thunder game on Friday, and shortly after I turned it off, I get a text message from Kobe here, and he goes, rough night for the two of us, isn't it? Yeah, last night's game, I, I just... I was playing, I was watching the game while I was playing it'll be the show, it was making me so frustrated that I, I was doing really bad and it'll be the show, and the game got over and I was just frustrated and I was walking into the kitchen and I was just ranting at myself and yelling at Dave Roberts thinking he was going to hear me from Hayes America all the way in Los Angeles, and my roommate was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, they are just driving me insane. I, I, oh, I just oh, can't. We've all, we've all been there. I can't. Friday's, getting me fired up. Friday's game, I started the game. Thunder were playing well. I started the game running around all excited. You know, my team's going to make the playoffs. We're winning. We're hitting our threes. I'm all excited. And then it quickly became I'm sat and depressed sitting on the couch watching my phone because I turned it off the TV. <laughs> but I had to put it on because I didn't want to miss the end of the yeah, season. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm going to tune in tonight at 9-10. I'll be back. I'm just not going to be happy about it. Yeah. It's it's are they either gonna you know make me happy for tonight and then lose tomorrow or are we actually gonna figure some stuff out? It, it's just it's frustrating when they're playing below what they should be, and we're not making the right changes or not calling the right people up. But I could talk about that for the full hour slot. I promise you. I I'm not giving up on them though. I will never give up on them. You know, I saw I saw a video of Mookie Betts. And I think he should just switch careers. It's uh, Mookie Betts bowling highlights. Oh, Mookie is a bowler, man. He's I think he's bowled like four three hundreds. I've never I didn't know he bowled, um, and I was scrolling through Instagram. He's he's bowled professionally before. As of this video, is yeah, yeah, professional bowling. It just catches me 
by surprise when I see. Well, there's videos of Mookie at the Ole Miss um, football facility running routes, and he looks natural. There's videos of him dunking. Like Mookie is just an athlete who just is really good at hitting a baseball. <laughs> Um, and, and, uh, now you're going to be talking about the Dodgers. Good for Mookie. Uh, he's really been been that guy for us. We're, we're really shallow in the infield. He's a gold glove right fielder. Three times. He's been playing second base and looks like he's probably going to play shortstop tomorrow. You'll see a lot of guys who are utility that can play a bunch of different positions. But it's usually never your star. You know what I mean? Like your star player is playing his position. So it's really cool to see him. Being able to go and do that. Now, Mookie did start his career in Boston as a second baseman, so it's not the craziest thing ever. But yeah, they're they're driving me nuts. But I'll be tuning in tonight, like I always do. I mean, this whole time we've been sitting here, I've had the double A game. <laughs> Got to respect being a fan of your team through thick and thin. Yeah, I, people try to call me a bandwagon. Not true, not true. I saw I saw a quote from De'Aaron Fox talking about the Kings, and he goes, "You know, I had to just give it up for our fans who have uh, been Stuck through through. Th- through thick and thin, especially really thin." Yeah, and I'm like, you know, he's got a point, and I mean, he showed up for them. He was announced Clutch Player of the Year today, won that award. Oh, he did win it. He did. He Good did win him. it. You said he deserved that one. I I think so too, yeah. and I hope he. Shows why he's clutch player and beats the Warriors in this series. Um, talking about the Warriors, I saw a quote from Draymond Green when they asked him, you know, how do you feel about being in an 0-2 deficit? Steph Curry hasn't ever won. First time he's been 0-2, the Warriors are 0-9 when down 0-2 in best of seven series. Draymond Green goes, a new challenge. This, yeah. is, this is one we haven't seen yet. We've conquered all the rest of them, so why not go conquer this one? It'll be a lot of fun. That's why Steph is sitting there smiling. He's reveling in the challenge. I believe that fully. And, you know, they could they could do it. Yeah. I um, don't want to see him do it. But. I don't want to see him do it either, but just be another thing that people will be like, Steph Curry's the best player ever. Um, another interesting fact, the the Suns did lose the other night. And you want to know who ref that game? Scott Foster. Now the thing about I know Scott his name, Foster, and that, if I know your name and you're a ref or an umpire, that's usually not a good thing. Chris Paul has lost 13 straight playoff games <laughs> when Scott Foster is officiating. It also happens to be that I think that all of his like game sevens, Scott Foster is officiating. And I remember when we went game seven against the the Rockets in the bubble, and they were talking about Scott Foster officiating. Like we already lost the game. We already lost. And guys, you think Chris Paul doesn't notice that? He 100% notices that. It's you got to think the relationship these guys have with the refs. I mean, there's really not that many if you think about it. They know who's ref in that game, and they know how they've done when that guy refs that game. Uh, I saw I saw a clip about uh, Mike Conley talking about being a vet, and he's talking about how when he was a rookie or a young guy. He used to be quizzed who's officiating tonight's game because you got to play a little differently yep. when you have mm-hmm. different guys officiating. Another funny thing about that is he was he went on this tangent. Um, the quote the quote was you no know, you can't just go home and play video games you got this is the time to do a little extra work this that this that and right after he talked about this and teaching the young guys you know focus in 
Carl Anthony Town yells in and he goes, "We playing Call of Duty or what, Mike?" <laughs> I just thought that was funny. The little hypocrisy there. He just he just joshing him. Yeah. Um, another thing they. I saw a post by Sports Center NBA on ESPN uh, saying. Adam Silver says for the NBA in seasons tournament, players will, will will wear different uniforms and the courts may look different. That's cool. I think that's cool a little too. different. I, I agree. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you already have your regular three jerseys, you have your association, your icon, and your statement jerseys, and every year they have the city jersey. Mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna be cool to add the tournament jersey. Yeah. I don't know what they'd call it. It's a little something different. Uh, and I saw a few, you know, made up graphics, and they had Josh Giddy in a supersonic throwback. They should do it, man. I, think, I don't know why I think, they haven't yet. I think the Thunder just try to stay away from the Supersonics name. I don't know why, unless the, it's the NBA making them because they want to bring the Sonics back, and you can't associate that in Oklahoma City. It's true. That'd be the only reason I would think maybe. Um. Also, concerning the the stomp on Demontis Sabonis, Jamon Green. Asked for an X-ray on his ankle <laughs> because he believes that an injury came when Demontis Bonus grabbed his ankle before the stomp. Okay, but I don't think All so. Right, guy. Um, we had the anonymous player poll, and so those are always fun. These are always fun, and they asked who talks the most trash on the court. Draymond Green does. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, he talks trash on his teammates. There is beginning of the season when he punched Jordan, uh, Jordan Poole. Yeah. He punched Jordan Poole in the face, uh, which was funny. Uh, talking about the Rudy Gobert punch a couple weeks ago, uh, when Jordan Poole and Draymond got into it, I think Gobert tweeted something like, "You can really see the maturity on a team." And the Draymond hit him with. And the... then Draymond retweeted that or requoted that yeah. and tweeted it, and I thought that was really funny. Um. The most overrated player. Who do you think the players said is the most overrated player? Dude, I don't even know. It surprised me, but I agree with it. It's Trey Young. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean... We talked about how quiet he was this year. He was quiet, and he's just a guy... He's just a shooter who can pass the ball. He's had his moments, but that's kind of defined him as that guy. It was the really... OU. If he, if he didn't do what he did in college, yeah. he wouldn't be... But it's funny because, like, Steve Nash said last year, this isn't basketball, the way he plays. He just runs around and shoots threes and misses them. <laughs> he's He does not have a good shooting percentage, in my opinion. Even if it says so, I still don't think so. The numbers will lie. <laughs> uh, the best defender, they said, was Drew Holiday. I agree with that. He's a crazy good defender. And he got an all-star nod this year, which is well-deserved. And I'm happy to see that. Um, he was also voted in as, as the most underrated player. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Which I also agree. Because, like, he's old now. Yeah. Well, he's not old, but he's older. older. And, I mean, he had 10 years in between his now and his last All-Star appearance. And he was good on those Pelicans teams. But he never just got a chance. He was never given the opportunity to show how good he could be. And now that he's on the Bucks. I mean, they won a championship with him. Um and they could do it again, yeah. given that Giannis is healthy. But he's just that point guard that Giannis needs. I mean, he's what they wanted out of Eric Bledsoe. He's everything they wanted mm-hmm. from Eric Bledsoe. And you couldn't ask for more from your point guard. 
they asked who the MVP is, and that's Joel Embiid. Um, I agree. It's going to be Jokic, but Embiid is. And they asked who the best ref is, and they said that's Tony Brothers. I don't know much about Tony Brothers. Well, exactly. That's why you. That's why he's the best ref. But I've seen him, you know, at games, yeah, yeah. and I recognize him. Yeah. I mean, he's got a very recognizable face. Oh, yeah, he does. Yep. Um, but that's the thing about officials, and it's the same with umpires. It's better if you don't know their name. Exactly. Because that means they're not messing up. Or in this case, it's a good thing you know this guy's name because everybody loves him. Yeah, now we know his name. Um, another question they were asked, you're building a roster from scratch. Who are you going to sign first? Giannis. Yeah, it was Giannis. Yep. I mean, dude's a does it all except yep. for shoots. Yeah. But you don't need him to shoot. Well, you can get another guy that just shoots and doesn't do everything else. Exactly. A lot easier you can get a guy that does it all but shoot. Uh, they said, who in the league would you least like to fight? Oh. Is it a big guy? It's power forward. LeBron? James Johnson. I don't just Yeah, I don't know him. He, he was looks a, like a bad man though. <laughs> he was like he started on the heat right after D Wade left and like but he's kinda of scared. I wouldn't want to fight him. I wouldn't want to fight him either. Uh which current coach aside from your own would you most want to play for? Is Pop still? It is Popovich. He's yeah, so he's like the only coach that I could think. Yeah, I mean, he's like league wide. K KU legend Greg Popovich. <laughs> yeah, I would want to play for Popovich. I mean, he has the most wins out of any coach, and it's like and all of his players, former players, love him. Yeah, people talk about how Pop changes their view of the game and make them fall back in love with the game. Yeah, like he's old and he's gonna retire soon. But he I, doesn't think like he's old though. I hope his he never takes retires. his takes are old. It just sucks because I'm like the the Spurs are not that great, and I feel bad for him. Um, the last question was: Which arena has the best fans? Sacramento. And they said the Celtics. Oh, I don't agree with this because every time you hear any player talk about the Celtics, they talk about yeah. how rude they are. The stuff they say is very problematic. Yeah. Um, but also, it's. Unfair to Celtics fans to let one or two fans, you know, I, takes. Yeah, yeah, but like from what I hear, it's not always one or two fans. It's yeah, it's a lot of people. So I was very, I was shocked. Maybe they mean they're passionate because that they, sounds like they're passionate. Sounds like they're t- passionate, but it shocked me. So, um, well, I think that's all that we have time for today. Um, I look forward to our next episode. Get a breakdown more NBA playoffs. Yeah, we can talk about a little football next time. Yeah, there's been a lot of news. Just don't have time to get to yep, it. It's it's slow, so we'll get it in there. Um, what is left? Once that once the draft happens, we'll be able to cover it a lot more. So yeah, but we hope that you guys all have a great day. Uh, stay warm. Weather's getting mm-hmm. weather's getting good.